0: I want to talk about the three lies of identity. Uh, the PowerPoint I gave you, I'll use this after, uh, later on today. All right. <clears throat> if you turn to uh, Luke chapter 4. Let's actually just start in Luke 3, Luke three twenty one. You know, these are familiar scriptures, but we'll um, just tackle it from the point of view of identity today. Thank you, Jesus. So Luke 3, uh, 21. Uh, When all the people were baptized, it came to pass that Jesus also was baptized, and while he prayed, the heaven was opened, and the Holy Spirit descended in bodily form, like a dove upon him, and a voice came from heaven, which said, you are my beloved son, in you I am well pleased. THIS WAS BEFORE JESUS BEGAN, BEFORE HE BEGAN DOING ANYTHING, HE HAD HIS FATHER'S PLEASURE. CHAPTER 4. JESUS, BEING FILLED WITH THE HOLY SPIRIT, RETURNED FROM THE JORDAN AND WAS LED BY THE SPIRIT INTO THE WILDERNESS, BEING TEMPTED FOR FORTY DAYS BY THE DEVIL, AND IN THOSE DAYS HE ate NOTHING. And afterwards, when they had ended, he was hungry. And the devil said to him, If you're the Son of God, command this stone to become bread. But Jesus answered him, saying, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word of God. Then the devil, taking him up on a high mountain, showed him all the kingdoms of the world in a moment of time. And the devil said to him, all this authority I will give you and their glory, because it's been delivered to me. And I can give it to whoever I want to. Therefore, if you will worship before me, all will be yours. Jesus answered and said to him, get behind me, Satan, for it is written, you shall worship the Lord your God, and him only you shall serve. Then he brought him to Jerusalem and set him on the pinnacle of the temple and said to him, if you are the son of God, throw yourself down from here. For it is written, he will give his angels charge over you to keep you and in their hands they will bear you up lest you dash your foot against a stone. And Jesus answered and said to him, it has been said It is a rhema word. You shall not tempt the Lord your God. And when the devil had ended every temptation, he departed from him until an opportune time and Jesus returned in the power of the Spirit. Jesus left for the desert under the anointing of the Spirit and returned from the desert. In the power of the Spirit. And in that time of shifting from the calling to the power, certain things happened. There were three lies that the devil tried to put on Jesus to do with his identity. You see, your belief... System of who you are will determine where you go. We have a little phrase sometimes. We say your identity determines your destiny. If you believe you are not worthy, you won't pursue. If you believe something false about who you are, then you will end up in a false destination. Because only when we believe who we are in alignment with what the Father says about us, will we then enter into everything he has for us. And Jesus had some entry. He had a mission ahead of him. He had a destiny that required him to retain his core identity intact. That core identity was spoken over him. He received this prophetic word over him at his baptism You are my beloved son. In you, I am well pleased. You are my beloved son. I am really, really. Really pleased with you. You give me great joy, great pleasure, is what the Father said. That was before He worked a miracle, it was before He preached, it was before He healed the sick. before he even went in the wilderness with the devil the father said I'm really pleased with you you see the father is pleased with you because you breathe not because of anything you do or don't do his pleasure is over your life and we must learn to to do out of Being, rather than do in order to try and be and the devil presented Jesus with three lies Jesus had heard this word he had felt the presence of God the Holy Spirit in fact the dove had landed on him and he probably felt its claws of course they got claws I had a pigeon land on my head once It had claws, I can tell you. Was it a pigeon? No. It was a seagull. I was just eating a sandwich like this. My mouth was open. I was poised. And this thing landed on my head and tried to take the sandwich out of my hand. It had claws. The dove maybe was a bit gentler. And he landed on him. Jesus felt something, he heard something, and yet 40 days in a dry place can cause you to question what you heard and felt. Hmm? You see, we can be in a meeting like this and we say, ah, yeah, i got that, I'm going to live that forever, but dry places can rob us. And the the devil wants to use our dry places to rob us, and God wants to use our dry places to empower us. Okay? The dry places are unavoidable. Every human being will have wilderness moments or times. It's just par for the course. But it can either be an empowerment, or it can be a place of loss. Jesus was determined that it would be a place of empowerment. And so the test comes on his identity. And the test comes on the word he had heard. The test will always come on your work, your prophetic words, the things God has said to you. I kind of, Sharon and I have had quite a few significant prophetic words over our lives and now when I get one, I think, oh, okay. I know that's really good and I love it, but I also know that opposition arises because of the word, okay? And so now I will have to contend for that word. I'm not afraid of that, but I just recognize as a process. I will have to fight for that word to see it established. And so Jesus is in the wilderness and after 40 days he's hungry. He's possibly disoriented in his human body because it's a place of extremes. It's hot in the day, it's cold at night. It's dry, it's dusty. The, th- the only things that grow are probably thorn bushes. There's you know, wolves howling at night and lions probably around and scorpions when you sit down and snakes hissing out of the holes in the ground. I mean, it's it's not exactly the place to go on holiday. And he's had 40 days of this. And the devil has one goal. Get him to move off what the father said to him. get him to move off it. If the devil can't get him to forget it, he wants to get him to try and make it happen another way. And so he comes with these three lies of his identity. And he says if, if you are the son of God. You see the devil knew Jesus had heard this word, you are my beloved son. So he comes along and says, ah, excuse me, did I hear that right? You're the son of God. Did I, are you sure you heard that right? That was 40 days ago and you're pretty hungry today. And you know, if you're the son of God, how come you're hungry? are you sure you heard God are you sure he's your father are you sure he loves you I'll tell you what prove it turn this stone into a loaf easy first lie I am what I do I am what I do. Number one identity lie. These lies are common to us all. And when we buy into them, they take us off our destiny. Very subtly. Sometimes they become our human uh, attempt to fulfill a divine destiny, which doesn't work. I am what I do is the principal thing that we all battle with. You know, busy has become a label of championship. Hmm? How are you? I'm really busy. I hear myself saying it. And I'm not doing it, I don't think, usually to get sympathy. I'm just trying to communicate the facts, but... You know, busy has become something we take pride in. I'm really busy. Well, you must be a really important person then. Yeah? I mean, I've been so busy this week. Wow, aren't you important? I can put it on myself. I can measure myself by what I do. And of course we have to do. But when it forms our identity, our value I am important because of what I do then we have moved away from beloved sonship I, I mean it's, we, we do this hello what's your name, what do you do don't we? we? We measure the person we meet by their job. Oh, I'm retired. Ah, now my identity. When someone says their identity, you can sometimes see it, I'm just retired. I don't have as much value. I I do this job or I don't do this. I am um, I am I'm feeling ashamed because I did this or I haven't done this. Shame attaches to a doing identity. I, here's another angle in it, I did this sin. Hmm? I didn't get this right. I didn't, fa- I didn't pass that exam. And now I am ashamed. Our identity is so often wrapped up in what we do. That we have bought into this first lie of the devil. You are what you do. No, I am a beloved son. And I do stuff. Hmm? But the two are not the same. So then the devil tries another tack. Lie number two. I will give you all of the kingdoms of the world with all their glory, all the wealth, all the riches, all the you know, palaces, the fast cars, the private jets, private jets, whatever. I will give it to you. Lie number two. I am what I have. My identity is wrapped up in what I have or don't have. Uh, well, I, I only have a little house, and I feel ashamed. I only have an older car, and I'm sorry. Do you ever find those things happening? Uh, I have to have that thing. I have to have that holiday. I have to have that latest iPhone. I have to have. Because that makes me feel good about myself. Lie number two. I am what I have. I have... This illness. You ever hear it? My heart problem. My bad leg. My throat issue. Listen, don't ever put my on the front of it. It's not yours. Okay? Came from one place. It's not yours it might be afflicting you but it's not your property but we measure by what we have and our value is based on the accumulation of things or what we don't what we haven't managed to get and shame attaches to that lie as well See, if you live in shame, you can't live fully as a beloved son or daughter. Because shame will cause you to um, always look down. It will cause you to hold back from the things that the Father has for you. He carried your shame. Um, I have this depression. It's who I am. No. Um, There are so many issues to do with the I, I am what I do or I am what I have. That form the basis of life. You look at advertising. It is targeting one of those two things. Okay? Look at the adverts that come on your TV. It is aimed to make you buy into a lie that if I have this or if I do this. I will feel good about myself. Other people will respect me. I will somehow enter my destiny. And so the advertising we watch is coming from the same father of lies. Um, You know, common ones these days are, you know, uh, my identity is tied up in that I am young or I'm old. Hmm? Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm a youth, so I'm you know, or I'm Jeremiah. It was I'm a youth. I can't do it. Yeah. Now it's I'm a youth. I can do anything. Yeah. <laughs> or it's, or it's I'm old. I'm past it. I can't do what I used to. Do. No, 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 no. That's not who you are. Uh, these days it's you know in the world we live in it sexual identity they call it identity no this is maybe what you're thinking feeling but it's not who you are yeah it's not who you are I don't need to be measured by that category because I am measured by something much greater Um, You know, all of these things are the the things that the devil tries to define us with. And when we live under them, they battle against beloved sonship. So the devil then takes Jesus to Jerusalem. In the spirit, I'm guessing, because, you know, they probably traveled there because he's in the desert still, in his body, okay? He's, and he stands him at the top of the tower, and he says, Jesus, jump off. Do a magic trick. And everybody will applaud you. You will be trending on Twitter within the next hour. Yeah? You will have so many friend requests. You will have people queuing up for your show. Lie number three. I am what other people say about me. My identity is not based today on whether you like me or not. It's not based. I mean, bless you guys. I hope this is going to be good for you. But if you turn around and say, that was lousy stuff, I don't care. <laughs> because it's not where I'm at. Okay? It's not who I am. Because he says to me, Wes, you are my beloved son. And I'm well pleased with you. And if you do nothing, I'm still as pleased as if you run around the world doing meetings. It doesn't change his approval of me. It doesn't change who I am. It's not down to the number of friends you've got on Facebook. I've been weeding them out, actually. I found I was getting so many. If you're still on there, uh, you've you've survived the first cull. (laughs) It, It isn't what other people think of me or say of me. It's what does he think of me that matters. Now, I don't want to be flippant when I say these things. Of course... You know, we're living in a social world and these things matter to us. And, you know, no one, I, I'm not saying, you know, I want to be here and deliver lousy stuff and all that. But it doesn't form our identity. And that's what I'm trying to say. It doesn't make us any different in terms of who we are or what the Father has planned. I am His beloved Son. In him, in me, he is well pleased. In you, he is well pleased. And somehow Jesus manages to survive these three attempts to dislodge him from who he is. You see, if you live in beloved sonship, and that's for girls as well, we call it sonship, but you know, it's a generic thing. If you live in beloved sonship, then you will start to fulfill the things that have been planned and prepared for you, they will just start to happen around you. Because of who you are, not what you are trying to be. And I, I, why am I saying this? I'm saying it because in order to meet the Father, we have to sometimes let this stuff go. In order to live with him, we have to let this stuff go. Uh, will we fight it? Of course we will. Will we always be tempted to think, you know, I'm really important because I did that. You know, will, will I have that tempt? Of course I'll have those temptations. Will I give in to them? Maybe. I hope not, but maybe. Sometimes. I hope I'll repent. hope I'll come out of them quickly. But we're in this tug of war. You know, are there people? You know, if someone was to become your Facebook friend, Is there anybody that would suddenly make you feel important? (laughs) Are there people you think, if they sent me a friend request? Yeah? Because we do it, guys. We do this stuff. We live on these false measuring sticks. And... Part of the tussle right now is that the world as we know it is shifting from what it was into something different. But the church is also meant to be shifting from what it was into something. A kind of new model, new shape, new, new prophetic relevance. I don't know how to describe it, but, but there is change happening. And in order to enter that change, which is a change that is more than ever dependent on us living as sons and daughters. In order to do that, we have got to shed these lies and start to begin to walk differently. Does that happen overnight? No. Because the whole world system is geared to me living by these three things. But the kingdom of heaven is geared to me living as a beloved son. And so there's a shift happening where, even for church, and this is one of my challenges as a pastor the model has to move more purely into leadership and of every kind that is coming from being sons and daughters, not coming from being servants and slaves. Okay? And this is the shift of, you know, whatever area of leadership you are in. If you're f- leading in your family or in your job or you're leading your kids or whatever. But your areas of influence have to come out of being a beloved son or daughter. Who would you rather be leading In your home? The father or the older brother? (laughs) That's a no brainer, isn't it? And yet, so much of management, leadership structure, even some churches, and I'm not talking about this one, it's the older brother that greets people at the door and says ah oh, pleased to meet you come and work in the field with me instead of saying pleased to meet you come to the father come and meet my dad do you are you with me there's an identity tussle that takes place in our times of change and We are going through a time of change. As as Jesus went through the wilderness and it was a time of change and the identity tussle is happening. Am I this? Am I valued because of what I do? Am I valued because of what I have? Am I valued because a lot of people say nice things about me? What is my, and the tussle of who am I? Am I meant to be working in the field till my fingers are blue? What is it? What is the kingdom? What is church? And these questions are tied up in these times of transition. And the starting point for us all is the same as for Jesus. I am loved by my Father. I am beloved. And all is well. Amen? All is well. And so there's a shifting that has to come because Jesus both modeled something here, but he also gave us some keys to enter encounters with the Father. And those keys are, wrestle that lie to the ground and step back into the bosom of the Father. I am his beloved son. With with me, he is well placed. Yeah? Next time you find yourself striving to get something, striving to succeed so you feel good, I'm not saying doing isn't valuable. Of course it is. But it must come out of who we are. And and I just feel there's a maturing that's got to come. It's the maturing of becoming sons and daughters. It's the maturing of not looking like the older brother. It's the maturing of not having an older brother mindset. We don't want a prodigal mindset either. We want the father mindset. And so I, I feel this afternoon, just, you know, we've got five minute, uh, 15 minutes. I want to just take a bit of prayer time to finish this morning off. And I want to just start to contend with those lies. Contend with them over your life. Can we do that? Yeah? Could I get a musician up a keyboard or something? Some of you may wonder why I want a musician, but I, some people say, why do you do that? Aren't you just stirring up emotionalism? No. What did Samuel do when he needed heaven to come? He said, get me a musician. Didn't he? In the King James, it says, get me a minstrel. But I don't usually call I don't call this a minstrel, all right? (laughs) Minstrels are little chocolate things. (laughs) I mean, you imagine Samuel, get me a minstrel. (laughs) I need them to prophesy. (laughs) He said, "Get me a musician," because listen, where music is a heavenly, is heavenly in its origin. Where did it begin? in the throne room. (laughs) Who stole it? The devil on earth. But it's heavenly by nature. That's why it's so powerful in holding a whole generation captive. And that's why when you have a godly anointed prophetic musician, something of heaven can be released. And this is a godly anointed prophetic musician. So I don't know if you want to sit or stand you can do what you like but I'm, I'm going to just start to combat these lies we're going to start to just take those 10 minutes that are left to break agreement with them and I got a few ministry team with me and you know if there are leaders here you just, could you just go round and gently just stand beside people behind people So Father, we are this afternoon wanting to contend for the truth. That this is a room full of beloved sons and daughters. And if you have had these feelings... I hear someone saying, I'm not good enough. I'll never be good enough. And the words of shame that say, there you go, you do it again. You did that again. Even words that were spoken over you, you should be ashamed of yourself. you find yourself constantly checking your phone to see if anyone has liked something or answered you so that it's a bit obsessive bring it to Jesus this morning these do not define you I'm going to just pray through those three lies. And I would ask you if they concern you and you want to, then you just repeat these things after me. Not because it's my prayer, but because it's our prayer. Father, today I confess... that I have lived by the lie that I am what I do. And I've lived by that lie in this way. Now tell him what way. But today, I choose to break agreement with that lie. I renounce it. I shake it from my life. You might want to shake your shoulders. You might want to do something just as a prophetic movement. It comes off me. I break agreement with the devil's words. I break agreement with his ifs. And I declare today that I'm a beloved son or daughter completely apart from anything I do or don't do. I am beloved. Father, just let this go deep. Let this reality go to This morning, in my identity, that I am loved, that love is the fuel in my tank. Maybe you've been affected or bought into line number two. And you've measured yourself by what you have or don't have. You've set your goals to get So Father, I confess that I've lived by the lie that I am what I have. I've built my value, my self-worth, my identity on things I possess. tell him what those things are. That today I break agreement with that lie that I am what I have. I renounce it from my life. I shake it off from my body, soul, and spirit. And I declare that I am a beloved son or daughter, regardless of anything I have or don't have. I repent where I have made these false pursuits. My goals, where they've used up my energy and my giftings. And I lay them at your feet. I put them in your hands. And I step out of that today. And I declare... I am loved. When I have nothing, I am loved. When I have everything, I am loved. I am secure in the love of the Father. Father, I bring to you lie number three that says my value, my identity is connected to what other people think about me. And I Confess that I've lived by that one. I've looked for affirmation from others to a level that has affected my life. But I break agreement with that lie today that I am what others say about me. I renounce that lie and I shake it off from my life. It comes off me, body, soul, and spirit. And I declare that I am your beloved son or daughter. And when no one else is singing my praise, you are singing over me. When no one else knows who I am, when I walk into a room, you're already there, welcoming and smiling. When no one clicks on like, you've already liked me. I will walk securely I will walk securely because I am loved And Father, I just want to break off shame, where that has been talking and attached to these lies. Shame says you're not good enough. You'll never be good enough. We break that lie. We break that off you now in the Spirit, in Jesus' name. Break it off any areas of this church, of the congregation, of people's thinking. I want to speak over you. This house, you are good enough. You are good enough to see the kingdom released in this city. Not because of your organizational skills, although they're great, but because you are beloved. And when the eyes of the Father look on this city, he says, there is my beloved house. I want to take that off you, whatever role you have in this house today. The pressure to perform comes off. You are already approved. You have already got the gold medal and you haven't run the race yet. I want to break off shame and I want to break off rejection. Anyone who struggles with rejection this morning, let that come off them now in the name of Jesus. That need to approve, to to find approval to make them feel okay. That is obsessive and, and Dominating and tormenting. Spirit of rejection, leave in Jesus' name. Every spirit of rejection comes off you, comes off you, comes off you now, comes off you. Every accuser that says, You have failed. Therefore, you no longer have value. We break those lies in this house in Jesus' name. And I declare that this house is going to be a house where prodigals run to and are restored and stand on the stage and stand in positions where they visibly show forth that the Father is the restorer of his sons and daughters in Jesus' name. And I bless you to look like the Father increasingly. But just where you are, Make it your declaration. I'm okay today because I'm a beloved son or daughter of the Father. And some of you might like to do this. Put these words on your mirrors. Put these words in your house, on the dashboard of your car. And, and every time you look in that mirror, point to the person you see and say, you are a beloved son, beloved daughter. And he is well pleased with you. Father, lift off all torment of trying to achieve, trying to perform. Lift it off. Lift it off. Cut those things now. And may we have ears to hear, not just what I am preaching, but ears to hear your very voice. When we wake, when we sleep, When we get it wrong, you are my beloved. You see, if you don't believe in your belovedness, you won't be able to walk with him where he wants to go. Because you will always feel Not good enough. So, Father, release faith in this room. Release trust. Release that mind that is renewed to believe we are loved. In the name of Jesus.